1: Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell. Here to go through a sad, sad slate. Thursday, February 22nd. It is no longer the NBA All-Star break, so we are back to our normal sad little contests. DJ, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday evening?
0: Pretty good. Um, You know, I just uh, ran some bets. Started off okay. We'll see how it goes last night. I was five to six. Um, Philip Forsberg didn't get me there, but you got to take it. And uh, it helped refund uh, some of my donations to the DFS streets as I had all the, I had a lot of things right in the wrong places. Um, and I did not have anything ultra correct. So we, you know, I, I, there's no sense of doing a recap. You did it perfectly already, um, but obviously we can touch on this late. Uh, congratulations to Sysama. I know you've been, uh, just absolutely starving. have uh, had no wins since I can remember, so congratulations to Sisiba, Avid listener, avid, uh, well, I, what I actually could be, uh, Discord member. So uh, anything you want to say, and then yet uh, at least plug yourself a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to waste any time talking about it because there is an 11-game slate, um, and I did a full last write-up for both the uh monday slate and the tuesday slate over on my newsletter um i linked to it on twitter i put it in the discord it's literally in the description of this podcast so if it is uh something that you played i imagine it would be of interest to you um i was a little disappointed to see that my monday slate preview got like three times as many clicks as the slate recaps uh because for me the previews don't really mean shit like you know you can have projections like you know like what really does the preview offer other than like i don't know a very slanted take but there's nothing that actually recaps the slate and you know puts a bow on things with the knowledge that we have so you know maybe that's just a leak in the field's game and uh you know just got to take advantage of those sorts of things um, but do give those a click. Um, you know, I, it's kind of like oh, it felt good to get that many uh, reads of the preview because you know I know what my subscriber count is for uh, the, the newsletter and whatever. To see that number go really high was sort of interesting, but it also goes to show how many people are out there not regularly consuming things that I think are incredibly valuable. You know, uh, looking at the winners, talking through the slate, learning what we what we knew, what we didn't know, what we learned as the day went on, and when. All that stuff is really valuable. Um, it's a, dictating what the field will do and maneuvering around the field. So uh, go give that a read. Um, you know, I I, I I think I did a great job. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, that's all that I have on Tuesday. My night was pretty pretty shitty, um, but you know it is what it is. We we don't we only get so many chances to win two hundred thousand dollars, and uh, Sysima, uh took full advantage of it. So yep. Uh, let's move on to Thursday. Yep.
0: No, no, very good stuff. Uh, definitely primary points by moods. Uh, I retweeted it and uh, you should read it just uh, alone. I, I have to skip kudos. That's a great uh, article title. I was actually really happy. Uh, but yeah, we got 11 games. I'll rattle uh, through them pretty quickly here. If I can just pull up today's games on the sports book, uh, we have Florida at Carolina. Um I'll pull it up on the sports books. Uh, my god, where is it? It is a whopping pick'em almost minus one fifteen home Carolina six over under. We have Colorado at Detroit, the classic rivalry, bitter bitter rivalry back in the two thousands. Detroit is plus one twenty four at home to the minus one four avalanche six and a half minus one thirty five. Uh, the my god, the New York Rangers and New Jersey Devils, a battle of the two teams that won their outdoor games um it is a six and a half pickup minus 110 it is nearly a up 115 slight favorite to the home Devils Dallas is on the road in Ottawa um Dallas is a minus 155 favorite on the road it's a six and a half minus 142 so so far our biggest favorite uh, uh on the over and and that's going to be the biggest on the entire slate for uh totals so yep why not go back to the Dallas file well, how could that possibly go wrong? Montreal is on a back-to-back in Pittsburgh. Um, that is a 6.5 plus 110. Pittsburgh is a minus 225 home favorite. And they have been abysmal. Washington, after I, I, they, I know they won the slate for Sistema, is going to go to Tampa. We've got a lot to cover in Tampa. Uh, I mean, you know what? If there was a headline for this, it might be Sorelli. I think you're going to hear a lot of them tomorrow on different things. Top line, top power play, Anthony Sorelli uh at home for tampa they are minus 205 favorite six and a half total so pretty big team total there uh implied for the lightning the islanders on the road in st louis it is a almost a, a, an absolute dead pick I at 108 for the home uh st. Louis Blues six and a half over under plus one oh two Boston and a road back to back will be going to the Flames um it is a plus 110 flames minus 130 on the bruins and it's a six and a half five and a half five and a half minus 130 so uh, so far lowest total the vancouver canucks at the seattle kraken uh yeah plus 102 on the kraken it's a six over under minus 122 toronto on a road back-to-back will be in vegas uh it is nearly a pick it's a minus 120 on vegas six over under minus 115 and finally, last but not least, Nashville at L.A. Um, we'll you know, we'll talk about big drivers, and we still don't really know anything, so it's going to be tough. We'll just kind of base it off of last game for what we might be able to do. But L.A. is a minus 162 home favorite to six total minus 105. Anything you want to say before we get to the reads?
1: Yeah, no, off the bat, um, you know, Tampa's, uh, what, Tampa, I think, might be the highest team total here just based on six and a half biggest favorite maybe pittsburgh uh they're they're probably in the same ballpark um but that's pretty interesting we got dallas that you mentioned um you know uh, anyone listening to this pod and reading my stuff probably knows uh how interested in dallas i am um for yet another slate but it does seem like a pretty appealing slate as far as um the higher end options go uh, mckinnon's in a very good spot also matthews is in a very good spot against the vegas team potentially a fought mark stone not really sure of his uh deal um injury wise and then obviously kucherov and friends taking on the capitals so um right off the bat we're going to need a lot of value plays um you know that that is uh certain so yeah that that is sort of uh something to keep in mind as we go through the slate i i'm not positive that the uh you know that the uh mid-tier that won last slate is going to have the same luck uh, in this slate. Um, So let's uh, get into the uh, game by games. Before we do that, this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings, um, and specifically, the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, we know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, and official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster on anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app of code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks in NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, code THPN crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 8778 ny or text NY 467369 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 878 97777 or visit ccpg.org. Please spare responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Boyd in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 hours after endorsement. See hockey for eligibility and repository. in deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources all right um let's get into the game by game we do have uh 11 games to get through so i want to be mindful of the time we're spending so uh do you want to kick us off with florida and carolina
0: sure yeah i mean florida was was pretty popular on um on tuesday and they got off at running. I mean, it seemed like Florida could have a real chance to completely ruin the slate immediately as they scored 19 seconds in. It was top line two points for uh, Verheyk and Reinhardt um, for Ekblad, and, and then it just kind of went the other way pretty fast for anyone that played Florida. Unfortunately, um, they win three to two. Lindell gets the third. Montor unassisted on the second. Uh, it, it's, it's tough to tough to stomach. Uh, I, I like Benny other teams that we're going to talk about and and, then maybe we wind into the playoffs mode a little bit more, not a ton of run for the fourth line. The top two lines got a good, a good bit. The third line that was played a bit um, as well with loose terrain and Lundell and Rodriguez also got a little bit of a extra ownership on top. I don't think they're going to be very popular here. I I really think that this could be a a matchup people target goalies more than anything. Um, But we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Two teams that love to shoot two teams that, are very good defensively going against each other. Um, The game kind of shows up, but in a weird way, like it it is kind of, it kind of feels like Florida is trying to emulate Carolina with a little bit more skill might be the way I'd put it. Um, But I don't have a ton of interest in this game from a DFS perspective, just because a lot of the top plays are very expensive. There is one thing I'll talk on Carolina about, but I want you to kind of just give your Florida thoughts before we get into that
1: um yeah i mean there's probably going to be like shot attempt volume but both these teams are so good defensively that i'm not sure that it can really support the you know high level finishing type outcomes that i think we would need for most of the players in this game um you know just salary wise um I think on the Carolina side, you could make a better argument just because NHS and Seth Jarvis are both 5,000, NHS 5,100. So at least they, you know, theoretically don't need the three point bonus to really be part of a winning GBP lineup. You know, of course a guy can score eight points and be a winner if you have the nuts elsewhere. Um, But odds are, you're going to need, you know, 20, 25, 30 from uh, like the guys like Reinhardt and Barkov to really, uh, you know, be, be in contention thanks to a Florida piece. I'm just not sure that this is the matchup for it. Carolina at home is going to be able to basically throw Jordan Stahl at, I'm guessing, the uh, Barkov line. But, you know, the, the, it's not like Carolina is any slouches uh, defensively elsewhere either. So I think Florida is generally out for me. Um, and I'm keeping Neches and Jarvis potentially in mind but very very low on uh, them relatively to most matchups i think just given how good i think florida is so uh, what did you have to say
0: yeah no i mean it, it is tough because I, I i had carolina a bit circled coming up i was like man i i i kind of feel like there's some interesting stuff here and that bunting nature jarvis kind of situation you know bunting on that top power play um it's just not going to happen for me here. Um, I just respect Florida too much defensively, and I just don't know if there's a slate breaker. But there is a bit of value on Carolina. I'm not sure if I'm going the Jesper fast route. Did we see line? Did you say they changed their lines? I was just trying to like look into that. Yeah, they.
1: I, well, no, they they, they have the same. Just, same.
0: Yeah, fast, fast, fast on the top line. Down, yeah. Okay, so fast Ojo, call Jarvis, Stall, nuke Drury, Nachas, Bunting, Gun to head. I'm going Nachas, Bunting, Drury. Um, and it's not the best correlation in the world, but you get power play two, bonding on power play one. I mean, I could I could conceive of a notion of why I would consider it, um, but I respect Florida too much. Just again, I, did, I guess I'll give it at least a little take. Um, I, I like that line and it's ultra cheap, like yeah. 3,900. Uh, you know, Natal's coming up to 52, but Drury is still down at 31 and you could get, you know, it, it's not, that that's something I was like, I'm, I'm planning on playing this next time I see, and I see Florida and I'm like, shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah. 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 They've been, they've been I, good.
1: I, yeah. The, the one thing that I think, you know, on Florida is that this is totally a slate where you can get away paying 7,700 for Matthew Kachuk and just saying he takes over the game. Yeah. Um, I think that is how I would be most inclined to play Florida. I wouldn't even like last late. I was you know oh well I'll play Bennett and uh, Cousins with it. You know get the stacking. You know that line smashes. I don't even think you need to do that to basically say okay well Matthew Tkachuk is the engine of this offense. Uh, the first line guys, you know, they can score a goal. They can score two goals. Hell, between Verhage and Reinhardt, they each score. But if that's all they get, if they get three shots and, you know, 13 DK points, like that's not going to be enough really. But Kachuk can put up 30 if he gets, you know, a goal, two assists, nine shots, or, you know, whatever uh, Matthew Kachuk does. That seems to me to be the best way to play Florida if uh, if, if that is what you want to do. This dude is just on an incredible run of form right now. Um. I mean, he's got 20 points in his last 10 games. Uh, clearly, whatever was ailing him to begin the season has passed. So, uh, I'm not playing Jesper Foss. I just, the dude absolutely sucks. Like, yeah. he is going to max out at three shots, like, in almost any game. I mean, he is one of the league's worst i Corps per 60 players. He doesn't get any power play run. I don't feel strongly enough about the uh, Carolina matchup to really want to target that at all. So, um, I'll go elsewhere for value uh, personally. But um, True. yeah, obviously you can correlate them with Aho and Sveshnikov if you wish. Anything else before we head to
0: Colorado, Detroit? <clears throat> now let's move over to Colorado, Detroit. Um, I feel like we've seen Colorado recently, and, and uh, you know I feel like that could be a pretty quick one. Last game, Colorado One took up, you know, I, I stood up for them as a the brave person, would and, and I got up there and I said, I like Colorado one. I think they're good at hockey. And everyone said, Nope, like one at twenty percent McKinnon. Um, I did it anyways to a brave person and they stabbed me square in the testicles. Uh not my favorite, watching yes. Ryan Johansson mm-hmm. score all the goals. Ranted in McKinnon, drew in McCarr, played a, a hundred thousand minutes, they were useless. And me and twenty percent of the field took a sharp, quick, just again stab to the balls. Especially when I went out and I played by field and De Bois and everything with it that would have helped get there. And McKinnon and had ten shots on goal, and I was just laughing all the way to the um, could I go back to it here? Absolutely, I love pain. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, this is a fundamentally different matchup for Colorado. Um, you know, they're sure, on the road, sure, so sure. maybe slightly. You know, it's not a home matchup, which obviously McKinnon at home is just, I don't know. I I really don't know how to explain the fact that the dude has not had a game without a point at home this season. Like, it seems impossible, but like, you know... it is. Um, and he obviously has he's a walking shot bonus as well. So, like when you're saying yeah, he comes preloaded with 16, 17 DraftKings points off the bat, it's kind of like, oh well, actually, you know, that's like he's never a bad play. This the problem is is when you're paying, you know, three players costs you twenty-six thousand dollars if you're you know spending up for McCarr and Ranton, and that's where things get dicey. Um, I think that's very much in play on this late, however. I mean, there's some value options that we'll touch on um I'm more likely to just play uh Mac- McKinnon and Rantanen and sort of you know either skip Macar or do the thing where I go down to Bob Irom just you know that this uh I think that's thinner at home because of just how much uh control they have over like who you know that five-man unit and how they're playing and whatnot it's still the case on the road that McKinnon McKinnon and McCarr are going to play together a ton, but I do think there's uh, more opportunity for someone like Byram to jump up the lineup a bit, um, or you know, just play other defensemen. I'm not, I'm not playing Jonathan Jewin five shots to block last game though. Um, if you want to do that, he's clearly getting the minutes, and you know, if you double bonuses again, like, look, I, I get it. There's nothing indicating that he's a changed player from the player he spent his entire NHL career, but this is as good a spot as any for uh, almost any player in the league. So uh, I, Colorado I, is I have, a great I spot. Have,
0: I have two things about that. Number one, Drewen knows his cap is 13 points on DraftKings. So he gets five shots, two blocks. He knows he, he cannot get a point. Congratulations to him. Um, Kale McCarr had one shot and one block in the game. That's on the stat sheet. He had eight shot attempts. Four of those were on the power play. He's, you know, I I just, I am, he's going to be 5% again. People aren't going to play him. He hasn't had a point in six games. I'm playing him with McKinnon. I don't care. Say whatever you want. It's stupid. I'm dumb. You're spending all your salary cap. If I'm playing McKinnon and and Rantanen, I'm playing Mikhail Makar. He's out there the whole time with them. And if they're hitting their ceilings, he's coming right along for the ride at a third of the ownership of McKinnon. Would you like to argue that?
1: Um, I think on this slate, he will be uh more owned than last slate. Sure, um, yeah, know, I mean, will yeah, probably but... be similar. I think people will be prioritizing them a bit more, but I don't think it'll be anything close to you know 15 20. Like it'll probably be like 9 10. Was it like seven last late? So I don't it know, was, it was fine.
0: Six, 6.2. I think I had the yeah. 40 and yeah. McKinnon was yeah. uh 20. So I don't know. Again, I think, yeah, I think it'll be closer to like, you know, 25, eight or nine. I think that's probably fair. You know, that quite. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Um,
1: it's, it's certainly been a while since he truly put a slate away. I mean, 33 is probably what you need to be like, yeah, you had to have Gael Um, Like 27 is great. But when there's several defensemen a night that put up 19 at like three to 4k, um, it's, it's a little different, you know, just, uh, like the way that they're gonna look through the, the game and logs
0: players. and they're gonna oh, Bull Byram, I think, could get there in the vacuum. No, okay. Bo Byram's been good. Yep. I will not lie. He has what like eight or six points in the past four games. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, two, two, two. I, I get it. I, I do really. I'm I really. I'm not trying to be mean, but oh. uh, you know, I I do think people are gonna just game log themselves into a 16 minute player that's not gonna get nearly the run. Of- Everyone gets from with McKinney. because he's out there all the time. Let's move over you before know. this podcast so, um, takes 42 so, I mean, or five hours. Detroit.
1: Yeah. Detroit at home. Um, you know, the, the main problem with them is it's not that Colorado's a bad matchup. I mean, they've been below average defensively. It's not like your goalies have done them any favors. So there, there is some reason to like, uh, Detroit in a vacuum. The problem is, is that their power plays are a mess. Um, They're just frankly not very good offensively. So if you wanted to take a flyer on like, I don't know, Patrick Kane and a defenseman or something, like I can't really get past the idea that uh, Jake Wallman, Moe Sider and Shane Gossesbear are all lower than 5k. Like it feels like one of these dudes hit the blocks bonus and we know that they have the shots bonus in them. Um, Like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at uh, most ciders game logs over on uh, the YouTube if you're watching there, and uh, yeah. since January 25th, he has gone 17, 14, 5, 12, 12, 4, 21, 24 DraftKings points, and he's 4500 at home in a really up-tempo uh, matchup with the Colorado Avalanche. So I truly do think that Mo Sider is in play. Um, See, what's the most recent power play look like? Does that have Patrick Kane on it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. First and foremost, most cider leaves the entire slate in blocked over the past five games. Number two, last slate, it was uh, Fabry, Sprong, Cider, Kane to bring it. Um, so Perfect. ugly, but the Kane, cane Cider thing, I, I do. I will have to agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, Daniel's wrong. Just keep chugging along three shots a game over the last 10. Cause that's what he does. Despite getting 10 minutes a night. Great. Cool. And, scoring. Fun and scoring and scoring and scoring because you know coaches you know hockey is not about scoring goals and scoring more goals in your competition it's about you know i don't know trying hard and uh, yeah, i yeah i
0: think i honestly kind of hit down the okay. head there the, the the cane the cane cider thing is honestly pretty interesting um but yeah we could uh we could get the rangers and the devils
1: rangers devils um so The Devils are once again at the top of the expected goals. Um, They've looked pretty good since Jack Hughes is back. You know, again, there's the stats of Heesher and Hughes. Um, Yeah, Heesher has been flying up the expected fantasy point charts as well. Again, he was like not, he was not even in the the chart as of like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And now all of a sudden he's up passing Jack Hughes, you know, uh, approaching Matthew Kachuk he's getting looks on their top power, play. Um, yeah. Brad is certainly settling to a bit more of a pass first role. Um, so I don't know, like I still don't feel great about this New Jersey team defensively. If they don't have John Marino, again, I wrote about it, but they're a bit of a mess. Like, you know, they kind of need John Marino now that they have no Dougie Hamilton to like fill out a reasonable top four defensively. Um, so keep an eye on him if he's in i think i'm more interested in new jersey than
0: if he's out i think that's fair uh yeah the devils i do think that that was one of those like you look back on this slate a hundred times and the devils have the winner in there somewhere probably like way more than actual because they had like four guys at the shots bonus um it just didn't get there. The top power play just didn't score, and uh, that's going to happen, and they were just giving up goals and bunches, which kind of helps to get to that point. Of course, you know, they're trailing, they're shooting, their guys are out there, whatever, but, man, that power play clicks, and I think that that game stack is an absolute must-have. That, um
1: Yeah, that hmm. game stack was all over the top of the leaderboard because Toffoli was in – actually, Toffoli and Heischer were in the second-place team. Uh, system fourth place team also had jack hughes so like yeah they made the optimals despite getting absolutely blown out uh, just because of how right. concentrated that top power plays
0: offense was um, so I, yeah. I mean again if you're running if you're running the five man tomorrow i think it's just you run devils and uh with a little bit of rangers on the other side and then you just punt elsewhere uh, i don't know what that looks like exactly but i think it's probably something that could be done um, I'm definitely doing Diffoley with Jack Hughes if I'm playing Jack Hughes 100%. Um, and I, I'm still interested in Luke Hughes at 3,800. I, I know the game was disappointing, uh, but the minutes are there. I, I do think I agree. Like, who's his partner? That might dictate a bit more of how much upside he has. Uh, they ended up starting the game with him with um, Brandon Smith and then moving with uh, Siegenthaler, which I like more. I kind of assume that could stick. But if he's with a competent other partner, I, you know, I, I think that opens up his game a bit. I'm fine with. That. I'm not that interested on the Rangers side. We can get over there though. I mean, it's not. I'm not out. On yeah. it, But the the
1: main problem is price tag. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're we're. I'm assuming Panarin plays. You know, uh, I obviously reacts if if things change. Um, the the only thing, yeah, the only thing is that every guy you want on the Rangers has been priced up, even to Benjad to like. I, I guess is kind of back you know points in three straight um was really looking rough there for a while um but he's 6,500 and i just don't feel like this matchup really warrants uh a 6,500 i mean it's a Benijad, so um yeah stay tuned for Panera news but otherwise i'm not really interested in anything here i think uh most fighters a better version of jake truba on the slate if you're looking for like a goal or a Sorry, not a goals, a blocks guy, uh, you know, with true double bonus potential. So let's go to Dallas, Ottawa. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. look, Muir Heiskin went down in salary. I don't know. He's $5,000, people. Um, like, we're going to do it again. Like, just keep jamming okay. in Muir Heisken and Thomas Harley. Like, you don't need to play forward. I don't, I literally do not care if you play. You know, Jason Robertson or Rupe Hintz or Joe Pavelski or Wyatt Johnson. I do not care. These defensemen are among the best defensemen on the entire slate, and they are, I think, fifteen hundred dollars too cheap. That that is just that that is just the way these two are playing as a pairing. Um, Thomas Harley played twenty five minutes last game. Mirror also played twenty five minutes. They are a they are a fundamental starting piece of my lineups and the field is not playing them. Maybe they will because this matchup will give them a higher team total than the previous two, um, but there is no reason to avoid uh, Harley Heiskanen. Just, you know, they're a unique beast. So DJ, tell me all about how good Ottawa is and how scared you are of them.
0: Well, um, certainly not. Uh, definitely keep an eye on the Lions tomorrow. Wyatt Johnson went up with hints and Robertson, and then they got to run with your Shane. And it, it basically, they just stopped playing like Steele, Smith, Fasca, and Delandria. Delandria, I think, was a mistake to keep out because he looked dangerous uh, and they were trailing. But of course, coaches are stupid. Uh, I, I just, it felt like kind of a mess at the end of that game. So I think they're going to go to the Hints, Robertson, Johnson. Uh, Johnson is a center. So is Rube Hints, which does suck. But overall, this Dallas team is really, really cheap um it, the entire team really got cheaper but definitely if you're stacking i keep an eye on morning skate they yep. should get a good indication of what that looks like um but yeah now i'm i'm all in on dallas again i'm ready to get hurt i would love to find some some safe game and, and that's not quite so easy uh the is still minimum salary though so if he's with anyone competent i could still go back to it <laughs> The Ottawa side of things, I'm really not interested. I'm definitely not going to talk anyone into playing the Senators against the Stars, far superior. I get it. If you want to try to convince yourself that there's some magic in Ottawa, um, they have had some big games in the past, and they kept it together with Florida enough. But in reality, number one, their power plays a disaster. I have no interest in trying to play that roulette game. And, and at five-on-five, I really don't think they truly have anyone that's driving play at such a degree that I know where to go. You'd think it'd be Brady, but not really. Uh, you're just not paying this price for Shane Pinto ever. And Stutzel is fair, but not without power play. So, I, you know, I think if they go to a situation where it's like Giroux, um, yeah. yeah, Stutzel with Chikorin, and Chiborin. And Tarasenko on the power play and San- yeah, I mean, it's just, it's all, I and mean, it's just ugly. It's not correlated. It doesn't feel good. And I don't like the matchup and the prices just aren't quite low enough. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's sums it up.
1: Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's where I'm at. I'm, I have no interest in Ottawa. Dallas, I mean, Dallas locked down the Boston <clears throat> and Rangers games. I mean, there was nothing for, for those teams. Boston got there through, uh, I think, two or three fourth line goals on monday and then obviously a late game uh, goal to tie it and then the rangers just you know igor showed up and was igor um i want to say at five on five they had like less than a full expected goal of, of offense i have that like it was just you know there was just nothing there obviously power plays can be power plays but with ottawa there really is no set number one power play, and they all—they both kind of stink. So, and they're really expensive. So, there's just no reason to play the Ottawa Senators, in my estimation. Um, but yeah, like like your note on Wyatt Johnston, we're obviously keeping an eye on his deployment in the lineup. Um, yeah, let's just uh, move on to uh, what game's next. I'm too far zoomed in. Uh, Montreal, Montreal and
0: Pittsburgh. Yeah, Montreal is on a back to back, going from the you know home to away. <clears throat> I, I I do think Pittsburgh one could be a little bit sneaky here, uh, not anything that's going to be absurd. Uh, it's not so expensive, but it's starting to creep up in price for is uh, at fifty nine hundred for Kel forty five and Crosby seventy eight. I still just, I mean, that's all I'm really considering here in this entire game. It's not a, a you know a flag plan. It's not an all-time favorite or anything, but I do think that it's it could come in a little bit low, and that top line was really all their offense at 5-on-5 five five for Pittsburgh. Uh, they gave up a good bit defensively as well, so just really up-tempo. Um, at, Yeah, all, and all power play correlated. So you could convince me yeah, I mean, so to give that a look and Derek Carlson a look at 5,100. Like, that mid-tier defense is pretty juicy, which is the problem with Kael McCarr and the reason why people play him. Um, so, yeah, let me pass it over to you.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't do it with, with Pittsburgh. I mean, they were like, they were 15 percent owned against the freaking Islanders in a five and a half. Like where they were basic. I mean, they were a slight favorite in that game. They are much larger favorite here in a six and a half against the back-to-back Montreal team, and their prices did not move. They are going to be 25 percent here, and yeah. they're I, not going to be sneaky. You
0: say no, they are what definitely said, not. Gonna what I said from be the beginning was stupid.
1: I think so. I mean, just, again, basing it on the last slate, where they were in a significantly worse spot, the goalie they were against was 30% owned, and they still got the 15% ownership. Like, yeah, it's just not. Uh, yeah, that's just not the okay. happening. They come in lower. Cool. But um, the problem is is that, obviously, Montreal is not that good defensively. Um, so, yeah. you know, it, it, might be, it might be rational for them to be 20% owned. And you might just need to get creative elsewhere. So I personally am probably going to try and investigate a bit more up around the uh, Malkin Matthew Phillips thing, because, you know, I thought it was a great idea lastly, and it wasn't because I'm stupid and an idiot. Um, but in this case, you know, truly if it's going to be leverage off of like the chalk of the night in Pittsburgh, um, you know, Matthew Phillips is just a player that I generally uh, like. Um and yeah, I don't know. He's uh, let me just make sure he's still. No, he's twenty six hundred. Uh oh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, assuming that sticks, you know, uh, we're we're also not positive on uh, you know, on anything staying the same because Pittsburgh did lose in overtime to the Islanders, which I thought was impossible. I thought they only lost uh, close
0: games, but uh, anyway. Yeah.
1: On the Montreal yeah, side, uh,
0: and, and yeah, Phillips is tired play too. Okay, Montreal.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, and Phillips was power play with Malkin, I believe, which is why I like that. Yes. Nice stack. Just like, you know, get different, but obviously the first unit is, uh, you know, prior a priority. So uh, Lars Eller, you know, not mentioned, but 3-400. Played 18 minutes, actually scored at 5-on-5, not on the power play, but whatever. All these dudes are in play, they're all too cheap, and it's a good matchup. Montreal, Suzuki, Caulfield, Slavkovsky, you can't convince me on anything else being good you really can't even convince me on 6200 nick suzuki being any good so um yeah i don't know any interest in montreal for you
0: no no uh not really at all but they're i don't think they're going to be all that popular because it really isn't that cheap <clears throat> and there's a lot of stacks that you're going to want to i think pay out for Then you kind of already alluded to that sapkowski is no longer 3k he's 4600 he's priced pretty effectively did he have you know does he have two game breakers in his his log sure but yeah i don't think he's going to get a big game here and he would need to have significantly more than when he was at 3k now that he's 4600 so yeah i can move on um to another again i just i feel like the problem i'm running into is okay so if colorado was kind of chalky dallas might be kind of chalky pittsburgh might be kind of chalky we're about to talk about another team that's definitely going to be chalky in tampa um, and we're halfway through the slate with, you know, a couple more spots definitely to discuss, but yeah, I mean, these might be the main ones, but Tampa next, I'm kind of wondering where ownership's going to get away from in, in this mix. And it, I don't think it'll be here.
1: Sure. And uh, I think the main reason that is, is because people are maybe sick of uh, paying, you know, through the nose for Tampa shit. And uh, now we're getting Anthony Sorelli airlifted onto the top line. Uh no thank you. I don't know. <laughs> this dude yeah. kind of sucks. Like I don't know, 4400 no for a guy who never oh. shoots. Like I mean, I don't give a yeah, shit how good he, he is. Shoot. I mean, one, he's also been terrible with I mean, uh, Cliffy's going to cover this in more detail, but um, on sarcastic Show. But, uh, you know, every time you look through numbers, it's like, yeah, yeah Anthony sorelli has been terrible. And it's like, wait, when he's not with Stamkos, he looks OK. What gives? It's like every time he's with Stamkos, it's just a black hole out there. Like, you know, there are two players who are ships passing in the night as far as their play styles are concerned. Um, maybe getting Kucherov changes that. But like, I don't know, it's really expensive to pay to find out um Cirelli doesn't shoot like he is reliant on a multi-point night to even meet value at 4400 so I'm especially concerned with uh with ownership in this spot uh you know Washington is a good matchup but it's not a great one um so yeah I'm you know I'm, I'm generally tepid on Tampa in uh what could be a you know large uh
0: ownership spot yeah uh yeah, I do agree with it. Honestly, I, I I wasn't trying to set that up as like a, I love Tampa. I do think this is kind of a spot where um you know, I do think ownership's going to come to uh, just because of the savings. Um and and Washington does feel like a good matchup, but I do think it's a little bit uh, thinner than maybe you think. Um so yeah, I'm totally fine with that take. I definitely needed to co- kind of cover that in detail though because I do think it's going to be talked about. You know, Anthony up really on that top line we hadn't seen it yet, but if does that make that line? any better offensively. No, I mean, he's more of a defensive first guy. I don't really get why they're doing this. Why he's on the top power play. I guess you just reward players maybe for trying a little bit harder, whatever coaches do. Um But yeah, no, I, I, I agree. This probably just diminishes the upside of that line uh, by more than the price that you're saving. So while you are getting, you know, almost $3,000 in savings, off point to Sorelli, you got to realize that, <laughs> you know what I mean? You get, Oh, it sounds good on paper. You got to realize it. So Let's get over to washington you're already sorting through it done with my nonsense mm-hmm. what are we thinking
1: uh we're thinking that Ovi is you know he's ov and he's 6200 mm-hmm. just you know not being priced up at all um tampa without mikhail sergachev they're fine defensively but we saw them get boat raced by uh by florida they i mean they got I actually didn't look at the end of the uh, Ottawa game to know, but they lost to Ottawa, which tells you a bit where they're at as a uh, professional hockey team. And Alex Ovechkin is scoring goals like it is 2012. So I'm pretty interested in going right back to the Strom Ovi well. I have a little bit of time, I guess, for TJ Oshie and John Carlson, but like ultimately it's really just Strom and Ovi. Um, They're both shooting a ton. They both have price tags where they can truly get there on volume alone. Like, yeah, it helps to have a three-point night for those two. But if you're paying 11000 for someone who has, you know, maybe uh, maybe ov scores and has a shots bonus and Strom has two assists and two shots, you can still win with that. You know, like, it's, it's not going to vault you in the first place the way that it did on Tuesday where, like, you had to have it to be up top. Um, but, like, there's a lot of ways through that line to get there. And Strom has just been so good from a volume perspective uh, over three shots a game over his last 10 Um, and playing a ton of minutes too. Now that there's no Kuznetsov, there's no risk to his minutes. He's the true number one there. So yeah, I think I'm more interested in Washington than Tampa, just considering prices.
0: Yeah, I I think that's totally fine. Um, You know, it's not so cheap that it's a value, but it's definitely cheap enough to be in the mid tier. Any interest in any of the, Washington punts. You know, we mentioned that they're about perivari He's on the IR. uh, uh Trevor Van Riemsdyk goes up with Wilson. He's kind of useless. Sandine and Jensen on that second pairing. Yeah. Um, is, no, is there well, any interest there?
1: TVR shouldn't be useless. He was last game, so you know, yeah, yeah, I guess you're was, right. But, he could be fine. Uh, he he would be the guy that I you know I'm most interested in. Um, I, I don't think I don't think I'm going there again. You know, my my D uh, setup is very much so like, okay, how do I fit in Dallas?
0: That oh, was <laughs> uh, so. about your D. That sounds like a good jumping yeah. off point to the next game. We get over, if you're ready, to the Islanders. And hold, the on, hold on, hold on, hold you, you on. No? No?
1: You asked me about Washington punts and didn't even uh, mention the fact. Connor McMichael. That- Connor McMichael Connor- Connor- scored twice last game, played 17 minutes, um, close to a season high. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much to say about it because I don't necessarily think that he's really in that sustainable of like, oh yeah, you just play him until the price is X. Like he's not really in one of those roles. Um, but you know, he is a player who long term I am betting on in basically every single dynasty league I'm in. You know, things like that. So I don't know. We do love to see it, but I'm not an MME bro on these slates, so I probably won't mix in uh, any McMichael myself. But anyway, well, let's keep it open
0: to the Islanders. Um, I mean, it's I, I mean, again, we get, we'll talk about the blues. But yeah, I, I think the Islanders will get a little bit of a little bit of play. You know, they're not going to be one of the you know top four teams. They, they could be in that five to six, seven, eight range for ownership. Um, you yeah, know, I think, I think it's you're funny. Those are in there. People want to play them.
1: Yeah, it's funny because we say that, and then every time I look at a goddamn projection set, it's like, oh wait, actually the Islanders are the 80s oilers. So um, you know, and ownership obviously follows projections these days. So I'm a little perplexed as to uh, you know, like you said earlier, I do actually wonder where ownership's going to get overlooked and you know, where where the field's not going to be. Um, but yeah, I would just be mindful of that because the islanders very well could be one of the higher projected teams because we know that teams against St. Louis, tend to control the puck, and we know with the Islanders, who is going to do the controlling of the puck, and that is Matthew Barzell and Noah Dobson. Um, so anything to say on those two?
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, again, I, I sometimes I think we, uh, we we try to maybe outsmart ourselves, and, and with the Islanders, don't do that. Don't don't try to go and think, oh, but what about the, you know, no, just it, th- that's the offense. And, and I know that Brock Nelson can't have a peak game here or there. I get it. Uh, I, I feel like it. I'm, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. It is, you know, the Horvat you could throw on there, uh, but Dobson and Barzal are just kind of on another planet when it comes to explosion games. And uh, yeah, that that's that's about it. I, I guess I get it, Nelson, Palmieri. There's there's a part of me that wants to understand. There's a part of me that wants to just say that we're going to get different here, and it's cheap enough and all that stuff. But I'll never get there. And and again, Brock Nelson coming off a 28.5 against Pittsburgh. He's fine. He can do that, but yeah. I'm not convinced myself of that garbage here.
1: Yeah, no, it's fine. And the Islanders, of course, on the blue line, you know, Adam Palak uh, was off mentioned in the discord last night. scored the OT winner, played 24 minutes, and uh yeah, I don't know, had two blocks bonuses before his so, multi-point effort last game. So 3,100,
0: whatever, just stupid. Not? Yep, yeah, but it, um, it is stupid. But it's bound to win a slate. Any
1: interest? Any interest in the St. Louis guys going up against Semyon Varlamov, a goalie who we already have confirmed that is not Ilya Sorokin.
0: Honestly, a little bit. I I just this Islanders team feels a little bit broken. I'm I'm not sure what it is in that it just has to give up at least four goals a game. We, it's not a good matchup at all. You know, uh, the Islanders are, should. Like you said, control the puck, and that limits what the upside is for the St. Louis Blues in theory. But it, you know, they, they feel like a one dimensional team, and I know there has been some goal scoring spread around a little bit. I could take a look at the Kaiju Busnayvich Thomas situation. It's not that expensive. I I love uh, Troy Krug. Um, I'm I'm at least taking a look at it, and I, and really the way I'm looking at it, what if you just game stack this? Um, like that's kind of the Situation I'm running into, could I actually maybe look look at that because it's two middish tier stacks. You could definitely get a punt around it and and make it work pretty easily. That is at least somewhat interesting, and, and it's like a, a very high total, but the fifth and a half, you know, not the highest. um It's a pick 'em. You know, the pace isn't fantastic, but if the Blues find a way to break the well early, they get up a couple goals. Um, you know, they get three nothing, and it's all you know correlated. The Islanders have a- absolute massive ability to have guys hit the bonuses, and if they make that comeback, you know. So I, I guess yeah, you could say that about any game. Of course, you could say, what's the best case scenario for this game? I just don't think it's going to get played that way, and I and I actually think that there's a better path to it than maybe um, some others. Uh, so so that's how I would do it if I'm playing the Blues, but I think it would be more of a stipulation of a game stack.
1: Yeah, so there's one uh, sort of news item that I did want to get to. Um, there's new second line. Uh, they called up Zach Bull from the A.H.L. And for the prospects, folks, um, he is a 17th overall pick uh, a couple years back. Um, he looks like he's going to play on the wing with Braden Shen. Um, so, you know, Braden Shen, 4,100. Obviously, that's a guy who munches on minutes as well. Um, they're both centers, which obviously makes stacking a bit tricky. But when we look at Bull Duke from a profile standpoint, like he does seem like a pretty uh, gifted offensive player. Now, obviously, anyone drafted in the top 20 of the draft is probably pretty good. Um, but when we sort of zoom in on the comparison that I was just sort of eyeballing, um, Matthew Savoy, the Sabres pick from a couple of years ago, comes to mind. And obviously, Zach Benson made the team pretty much directly over him based on a preseason injury um but just sort of based on their like their our performance in the minors uh last year it, it does seem like a fair comp and uh we're excited about savoy and buffalo i know dj would tell you that for free and uh looking at his AHL number so far it leaves a bit to be desired for bull duke so this isn't like a you know gotta play it type of prospect situation in my opinion um but it's also not nothing you know he's he's still up over two shots a game in the minors, it's just the point production lagged a little bit, which again, I'm not sure their specific setup and whatever else. Maybe it's just because he's on the top power play because there's you know three league veterans that are like leading the league in points. I don't know that that could be the case. I don't know enough to say it, but um, I'll do some more investigating. But just keep that in mind, he's 2,500, really good prospects, and uh, he's getting his uh first shot, it seems like, on Thursday night. Let's go. From there, over into our next game, Boston at Calgary. Boston playing on a back-to-back in Edmonton. That game starts at 10, so, you know, 23 hours difference between the games. always a little bit of a tougher back-to-back when that's the case. Obviously, they're traveling. Um, so, with all that in mind, any interest in fighting David Posternox or does uh, the back-to-back draw any interest from you in the Calgary Flames?
0: I think this is. I'm just going to be a full stay away on this one. Um, I'm certainly not going to pay a preposter knock here. Uh, you know, it. I do think this is an opportunity to get a guy at what I would perceive to be pretty low ownership. And, and normally that's when I try to bite on these just obvious peak performance type of players. But here on a back-to-back, I just think that, I think that Boston's pretty lost offense. I mean, they found a way to get the win against Dallas last time out. But as you mentioned, they kind of got shellacked. Um, they're just forcing this Zaka thing. And, and I just don't know if I'm going to trust the pieces around Posternock enough to get in there. Um, and, and, and I just, yeah, I'm not going to pay this price. in this matchup on this back-to-back and all that stuff, um, Posternock is yeah. not that it's fallen off by any stretch, but kind of feels like the the rates that we were once used to have come down a bit just because, like I said, again, they're just pretty weak all around him, <laughs> you know, besides Barshan and whatnot. But, yeah. Any thoughts yeah, on Boston it, you it, want to
1: mention? It the um the, the primary reason for, for concern is that there is no other option that I could see them throwing the Backlin Coleman line onto. And clearly that line is you know the uh like they are not quite Jordan Stahl levels of good defensively, but they're at right. least something that you take note of uh going into road matchups in Calgary. Um, so generally speaking, I like I honestly. You know, I said Matthew Kachuk is a one-off. Obviously, Pasternak, you can play as a one-off. You don't need to do much. Um, But I am interested in keeping an eye on what their blue line situation looks like in Edmonton. Uh, We are going to be without Hampus Lindholm here. And it seems like Kevin Shattenkirk either is not well enough, like he's not healthy, or he's just simply not playing. Um, So there's clearly a power play job up for grabs. Right now, it's going to Mason... Uh, Mason Lowry, Lowry, I'm honestly not sure, Lowry something like that. Yeah. Um, and his numbers in the past couple of years look really solid on a per minute yeah. basis. He hasn't gotten many minutes, and so you know that that's been the, the primary issue. But at 3000, I really think that he could be in a you know a fun spot. And again, if you're playing Pasternak, yeah, he's listed on the power play too, but David Pasternak sort of floats through both the units. So there's a chance that, you know, they could connect on a power play goal. Obviously, if they score five goals, you know, they, they could also both get there individually. So I do think that is somewhat interesting to rather than say, oh, I'm playing Pasternak with, you know, these shitty forwards that he's paired with, that you say, okay, there's a really good D value that we like. Um, and then you sort of do that in that way. I think that makes sense. Um but that's about all I have, and that's also contingent on what they do against the Oilers. Right now, we're expecting Lowry to play on the second pair with Brandon Carlo. So if he gets, you know, 20 minutes, then I'm definitely interested in going right back to that well on Thursday night. Uh, anything else here? Yep.
0: Yeah. No, that, that was a really good call. Um, well, I think we'll have hindsight in mind for the next because uh, I do. I like so got a good run, but yeah, like you said, it doesn't look like he's going to take over that other power play role which which would have put him up a, a little bit more in my eyes but he's up with McAvoy at five on five um so I, I'm excited to see what happens there because there, there could be a punt defenseman in Greslik or Lorai and it might be a lean Lorai um on the Flames side of things uh they, they they moved Kuzbango to the fourth line that didn't last he's back up on the top line top unit um oh well like you know whatever you want to consider the top line they have three lines that you could argue our top lines and I've seen different beat reporters put them in different ways because really it doesn't matter. So I'm not that interested here. Um, it's not undoable. I mean, this Boston team, as I said, just got pretty beaten up by Dallas. Their defense is a bit on the mend and and their depth is just pretty bad. I don't know if I want to play roulette with <laughs> which Calgary line is the right one. Uh, I, you know, I tend to just go with Kadri. kind of feels like I'm defaulting though to the player. That's just, you Know kind of more of the catalyst, uh, also the most expensive piece here, yeah. That, but you know, I play it, so I don't know.
1: That's the main concern. He's 6,300. Like, what are you missing out on? Like, Nazim Kadri literally used to do what OV did last late, and I just against Boston, I, I don't really think that. Um, he's a I don't really think he's in play, and I don't think any Calgary forwards are in play, honestly, at their current prices. Um, yeah. Is Noah Hannifin going to show up to uh, try to get a trade to Boston? Um,
0: yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Can we, can we get that narrative going?
0: Um, he he wasn't on the top power play. It was Uyghur last game, and they won six to three. Mm-hmm. So Weegar was up with, you know, Huber, Doe, Sharon, Govich, Kadri, Kuzmenko. Did um, want to point yeah. that out because last time we talked, it was Hannafin. So you know, Mackenzie Uyghur un- un- unleash him if you'd like. Yep. I mean, the guy has been right. excellent at 60 I, I mean, you know, he has definitely double upside. I think if you're, you know, stacking the flames, that's your guy. Let's move over to a game that I'm probably also not going to play in Vancouver, Seattle.
1: Vancouver, Seattle, yeah. Um, JT Miller, I think he was my guaranteed goal last It was that part of my stacks. I don't know, whatever. He scored, yeah. though. You know what's the, funny? Uh, so.
0: I never even thought about my, the guaranteed goals. I didn't even... I actually was missing. I mean, one of mine was Arvidsson. That didn't go well. Um, you had Stone, <laughs> and I don't remember your other player at all. I think it was JT Miller and then Gudelsky. They didn't score. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Arvidsson thing, it's t- wait, tough. Wait,
1: wait. Really, did we really take both Stone and Arvidsson? That
0: is impressive. That is impressive. Yeah, don't be a guaranteed goal tonight. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Well, we'll, we'll talk about Stone in just a minute here. A but deal. so Vancouver, um, I don't know. Yeah, this matchup definitely sucks. Uh, I can't, in good conscience, really suggest anyone from Seattle because, again, no. I, I don't think Vancouver's bad defensively. Their numbers bear it out. I, I do think they're pretty good offensively. Vancouver, so like, I would be fine with Vancouver too. But like, you know, we've talked about seven spots that are like, okay, well, this is going to be really owned. And so at some point it's like, yeah, you're probably just getting contrarian for the sake of being contrarian versus like, okay, figure out which one of those spots you really like is going to be, you know, overlooked, blah, 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 figure that out first. And then maybe if you wind up on something where Miller Besser fits, you know, go ahead, but I don't think it's really necessary here. Uh, I can't think of any news items that we need to cover. Seattle's lines will look the same as they did last time out. Um, Burakovsky did manage to uh, put up a decent game last time for us. Uh, he's yeah, he's was... up to 3K now. Um, not not too bad. You know, him and Jaden Schwartz were actually a powerful pairing on Monday, so maybe you could go back to that while they're cheap enough. But, um, yeah, this certainly not a matchup in a 11-game slate yeah, I mean... where I'm like, yep, these are the values I want.
0: The power play goal scored by Seattle was this was the unit that was out there Schwartz, Wenberg, Borakowski, Dunn, McCann. I put it in that order mm-hmm. because Borakowski, Wenberg, and Schwartz are all correlated on the same line. Uh, that does remove McCann from the Veneers Everly unit um, and Tobin and, and Bjork Strand, et cetera. I, I guess, again, like if you're looking for punts, you could convince me that Borakowski is a good play for sure. Um, I, I don't know if I'm jamming in Mr. Wenberg. Uh, that seems a little. A little too thin, thin even at 3,200, but schwartz burak is not stupid.
1: Yeah, and, you know, just stealing what I wrote up on Monday slate, but uh, while not especially high on my list, I would be remiss to point out that Burakowski makes the values part of the sheet, despite dismal game logs. Interestingly, this is masking a rather strong five-shot attempt per game mark over his last 10 to go with 15 minutes, and power play time as part of his projection in it. At- now, 3K. You'll probably want to pair him with Wenberg and or Schwartz, all of whom Jerry 5 and 5 line and power play unit, as I don't see Burakovsky putting up 19 DraftKings points without either of those guys beating their price tags as well. So, um, you know, I hold I hold that uh, very much true here as well, but obviously not a matchup where I'm targeting that in, in a big way. So uh, kudos to me for looking through Burkowski's horrible, horrible game logs and spotting a gem. HM but certainly not trying to uh, double down on this Thursday slate so uh, anything yeah, else don't... here you want to cover before our uh, kind of crown jewel of the night slate Toronto Vegas
0: yeah yeah don't drink don't uh, break your arm drinking yourself off there on the Burkowski take taken let's move on to Toronto versus Vegas sounds Thank good you. to me
1: cool um so Vegas we are keeping a close eye on Mark stone um I, I don't think he will play. Obviously he's Mark Stone, so uh, any injury is a huge concern with him because you know his his previous history of surgeries and whatnot. Um, it does seem like Nick was going to jump into the top power play in Stone's absence. Uh, 4K correlated with Jonathan Marchessault. You can certainly talk me into that against Toronto on this back to back. and then Shay Theodore on defense is 5900, you know came back. Picked up a power play assist, didn't do a ton, but you know, uh, obviously he's more of an upside play than the uh Alec Martinez type where he's going to grind you out double digits, you know, through through block shots and shots and whatever being bad without the 30 point upside. Shea Theodore has that, so that's why I'm interested in uh, some Vegas stacks. But uh, any thoughts here?
0: I think you, yeah, yeah, that's really the correct take. Um, I like Shea Theodore, obviously. I mean, he came back in and kind of got right back into the fold, as you, as you said, top power play as expected, um, you know, Wah March is so yeah. top line, top power play ish, I mean, however you want to look at it. Um, things kind of went into a bit of a blunder in that game. So definitely whatever you're looking to stack, you just got to give it another look because, you know, Stephenson, March is so wa Carlson, were playing with kind of everyone by the end of the game. I mean, Stephenson at 23 minutes and that's not a great sign. So yeah, definitely keep an eye on whatever okay. you're going to be doing. Um, and you, on the other side of things, this is the fifth game for Morgan Riley and his suspension, which was upheld. So, of course, he will still be out. And Toronto hasn't been you know, terrible defensively, but, you know, eh, I'm sure it doesn't help. And they're on a back to back, as I already mentioned, um, going from Arizona to Vegas. So interesting. And, and on the Toronto side, I, you know, I'm not all that interested here. This Vegas team, I, I think, will be boring. But without Mark Stone, it definitely opens up things a little bit. I'm not going to go out and completely re, you know, re change everything I have because they're missing one player, albeit a, their best defensive forward. Uh, Toronto is really expensive. I, I do think this is kind of the one expensive peak type of stack that's going to get overlooked the most. Uh, but I, I kind of understand why. The lineup's a little weird. Something's up with John DeVarez. I would just keep an eye on what goes down with, uh, could he would have a third line. They, they moved, you know, hit down with the Nick Robertson unit. I don't know if maybe this flu was worse than we thought. Uh, he didn't play in the first power play last game either. Don't know what's going to happen tonight, but like, definitely keep an eye on that and just, you know, yeah, proceed with caution with whatever that looks like.
1: We are expecting Tyler Bertuzzi to have his power play role tonight. So, you know, obviously uh, Thursday, that could be different if they change it in game, but yeah, um... <laughs> As of right now, we're expecting Tyler Bertuzzi to be power play one for the Toronto Maple Leafs over John Tavares, which is really a sentence I could not have imagined saying, you know, two, three years ago. Um, But here we are. So, uh, yeah, Toronto is obviously a better matchup, you know, like based on the expected goals than Vegas has. Um, So, I don't know, Austin Matthews, he's really good. He's yeah he can't possibly be owned. So, uh, you know, no, so I know that's kind of how it Have feels. at it. Have at it. Uh, Mitch Marner is also you know, a good stacking partner. I think, especially about Morgan Riley, that there's just, I think there's little involvement from the D on that power play unit without, with, with Bertuzzi there, I think there's even less reason to think that, okay, they score a power play goal, who gets the points? It's going to be Matthews and Marner you know, far more often than if Riley and Tavares were on that unit where they're, you know, Not puck-dominant, but they're more puck-dominant than, uh, what, Lil Chagrin or whoever's the D there and Bertuzzi. So um, that's that's where I would go. I would just spend up on Toronto. Obviously, you need values to make that work. Um, But, yeah, you know, uh, Shea Theodore just easing into form. This is the night. This is the night he rewards us for our long-term belief with the 30 bomb. So uh, thank you in advance, Mr. Shea Theodore.
0: Um, Final game? Yeah, let's get to the final game. You know, I mean, I, I like—I don't know—I don't really care about the whole the bet thing that I posted because you know I I truly love Victor Arvidsson. Like, I don't know him personally, obviously, but this is a guy that I was super high on, and um, I always you know love him, and, and I think he's just a very you know he plays the the game the way I like to watch players play it. You know, just absolutely out there doing all the fantasy stuff you'd want shooting. Uh, I'm hoping for the best. And, and I'm not sure if it's good news or bad news that we got like no update. I have to tend to assume it's better than the alternative of him being, you know, if they knew and they, I don't think they'd hide it from us. So we're going to have to keep an eye on LA in general. Last game was completely into a blender 17 seconds in, because that's all the garbage it could play before he skated off the ice, with what appeared to be a lower body injury. And in of course, caused for great concern, him coming off that top power play put uh, Byfield back on it. Byfield had w- one of the best goals of the season that should make every highlight reel. Uh, he still played primarily with the Um That line did get there. And it looked at my Colorado one stack and just laughed at it as it got there. Um, Look, <laughs> Le- Le- uh, my God, LaFarriere went up with Kempe and Kopitar and they reunited more Janelle and Viala. So let's just work on that assumption that Arvidsson isn't going to play tomorrow. But of course, again, you know, we don't know. Is there anything there that interests you? And and what I think is a good matchup, and again, this is the one that I really think is kind of the most interesting to me. Uh, As far as people aren't going to play it, I do think it's a really good matchup. It's a little bit tricky to pick out exactly what you want to do. But third line here, I didn't even mention the third line on it. It's, uh, wasn't it? I think it was Turcotte. Is it Turcotte or Lewis? I don't know. They kind of, well, I guess it was Cali at Jerkot and Lewis, but I thought it was Jerkot. But the only way that's Leferrier.
1: Okay. I don't, I don't.
0: don't. Leferrier played with Kopitar and Camping like the whole game.
1: Oh, oh, you're saying, okay, after the injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. I personally kind of, the, the so it's a very interesting spot, as you know. The, uh, what I think is the most interesting thing to suss out is the top power play. Did we see what that looked like? Yep. Uh, that can be
0: Kopitar, and Byfield.
1: Yes. Okay. So that's obviously a little unfortunate for trying to correlate Byfield and Dubois, uh, but their prices remain, you know, just extremely egregious. Um, I could wax poetic about that Byfield goal for several, several minutes, but I won't. I'll just say that we've seen him go on a run of, you know, very strong underlying production for several games earlier this season with a power play one role. That is back on his lap. Whatever whatever they did to get him and Dubois going, it, it worked. Uh, Dubois looks awesome. Um, he's a true power forward. You know, blah blah blah. Um, and they're simply too cheap for uh, the you know for, for any matchup, but also specifically for a what should be an up tempo matchup with Nashville. Byfield um, at four thousand five hundred, Dubois at three thousand seven hundred. I think this is one of the best value options of the night. We got further clarity that uh, Brant Clark is here to stay with them sending down uh, Jordan Spence to get basically a game in because they're like, yeah, sorry, you're not playing over this guy. Um, So even though he's 4,100, even though he's only playing 14 minutes a night in that stupid role, um, he can still really uh, correlate well especially with Dubois obviously byfield moving up changes that a little bit um but i think in you know there are going to be some games where Brant clark is going to touch you know 19 20 minutes and that will only grow it won't shrink it from here here out he obviously looks incredible out on the ice um, and it's just a matter of time so even though it's you know maybe a thinner play i do think stacking la with Brant clark does make some amount of sense I would be remiss not to mention Drew Doughty, uh, scoring a goal, having an assist, hitting four blocks, uh, four shots, 26 minutes last game. Just stupid. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. He 5,200. And again, this matchup is very, very enticing. Going the other way, you know, we've seen this team a lot without Victor Arvidsson. It's not like they were all that good for the, the vast stretch of the season up until his return. Obviously, part of that was goaltending, and, you know, I I think they're better than what they showed during that run. Um, But Nashville 1 is perfectly correlated on the top power play. Uh, Gus Nyquist scored an empty netter last game. Otherwise, they were pretty quiet. Um, But I think they're really inexpensive relative to their ceilings, and this matchup feels like a good spot for, you know, what truly could be like a bullet type game. So, um, yeah, I like Nashville 1 a good bit here. My main problem is trying to fit Norman Yossi with it, which I just don't think I can do, despite his uh, really solid run as of late.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I tend to agree largely with that. Like Nashville one was quiet; it shouldn't have been. Um, sometimes them's the breaks. They are coming off of the the first game since they weren't allowed to go to a concert together. If you didn't listen to that, um, you know, I, I you know that was uh, the big narrative that they're. No, know you can't go see U2 at the uh, the, the, the Globe or whatever. And, and they got that boost in the game, and it just spread out through all four lines. And that'll happen sometimes. But the boost hasn't worn off yet, in my opinion. And it could all correlate to top line this time. So if you want your narrative, you have the U2 narrative. And it's the second game, the U2 narrative, where they win the slate. I mean, that's obviously what the prophecy were told. And if it gets there now, I'm going to put this as serious. And if it doesn't, I'm going to say I'm joking.
1: Uh well, jokes on you. I did I did uh I did hear that. Um, so, you know, I was I was uh, in on the everyone hates Andrew Burnett. Um, which is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we like a good we like a good controversy here. We like a good reason to you know spite coaches, um because coaches suck.
0: Um, yeah. The only other player <laughs> though that
1: I would go, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry.
0: I was, I was just going to say I hate bosses. But yeah, they're just gonna be stupid. But then I stop you from making a good point instead of my complete yeah. uselessness on that entire stance. As you rolled your eyes, laid back in your chair, and I continue to talk about nothing. So let me pass it back to you.
1: No, you're actually uh, you're buying time for me because I'm trying to click on natural stat trick stuff uh, to get two game logs for uh, Cody Glass here. But uh, this dude yeah, is the YouTube
0: concert looks interesting. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> thank you. Uh, wait, do you know who owns the the sphere? the owner of the New York the guy,
0: Rangers. The, the Dolan, so, right? Dolan. Is that a
1: so a Rangers Nashville stack. You, you've solved it. Okay. Um, you,
0: anyway. solved it. you and me, you too. Okay. Did you fold so it up? Cody glass. I really can't go any longer. Okay.
1: Please CJ. Yes. I am ready for you to shut the hell up. Um, Cody Glass, in his last six games, six shot attempts, six shot attempts, ten shot attempts, six shot attempts, three shot attempts, seven attempts. That is, I mean, that is really good for anybody, let alone a $3,300 player not getting a ton of ice time. I mean, his last three games, 15, 13, 13 minutes time on ice. That is really good for a player with as much underlying, you know, pedigree, prospect, skill, whatever you want to call it. Um, as Cody Glass has. Obviously, it's taken a while for him to get to this point. But I got to say, this is one of the more impressive runs of his career. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I do think this is a clear buy time for Cody Glass as well on that top power play for Nashville. Um, only problem is, is like, are you going to replace Gus Nyquist with him? Maybe. Are you just going to fade Forsberg? I don't know. It seems kind of dumb. So I'm not sure how to make it work best, but certainly would consider Cody Glass as a one-off as well. Um, One of those values, um, certainly in the mix for me. So just wanted to give him some love before we head to Top Stacks guaranteed goals. DJ, uh, what are you thinking for Top Stacks?
0: Uh, Yeah, um, I, you know, I'm going to start with... um, what I believe will be the top line in Dallas, and that's Robertson, Hintz, Johnson. Um, and if you want to leave off Hintz and just play Heisken and Harley or however you want to kind of do it too, uh, I, I'm definitely playing one of those defensemen with it. So why don't I just keep it as three? I'll do. I'll just do Heisken and um, Johnson and Robertson.
1: All right. Um,
0: is that, okay with, that, yeah.
1: that is very much okay with me coming from the guy who basically poo-pooed me right away when you're like oh we gotta do Thank this you. again and then, guess what he's doing it again I, folks
0: no i i'm saying that self-deprecating i because i continue to go back to that same i played dallas i played johnston and and Delandria. i played i just didn't right but i didn't you played dallas you lost so i did play dallas like don't don't sit here and think I'm, I'm clean i played two lineups and one at dallas uh garbage in it don't worry i'm going right back to it that was the point i was thinking
1: I see. Okay. Well, anyway, you gave me enough time to struggle through, um, to struggle through things here. And so let's, um, let's, let's dip into one of our values because I think that it is perfectly reasonable to, you know, play, play three centers or even 3d on this slate. I think, you know, I think any build really makes sense. There's a lot of players in any position that I'm enjoying. Um, and so I'll take a closer look into things, but Braden Shen, Zachary Bull Duke. Um, I don't know, man, Some something about Bull Duke being 2,500 really speaks to me. Um, Braden Shen is not a guy who typically gets benched. We honestly haven't seen St. Louis mix in many prospects. So there is the possibility that the, basically the coaching situation will make it. Oh, well actually Shen's going to play 22 minutes and Bull Duke is, you know, Wallstrom playing 10, but, Kind of don't think that'll be the case here. I'm trying to, you know, I'll try to rack my brain for more examples of this actually coming to fruition. Um, but I mean, it is incredibly cheap again. Bull Duke has all the prospect pedigree that you could ask for. Um, I'm trying to find the third line, mate, but of course, I'm not finding on your chasm of a goddamn Twitter account.
0: And uh, I don't remember if they're so. or not, honestly. It doesn't matter. Probably the captain <laughs> anyway, the it's captain. it's Jake Neighbors. Um, it's
1: perfect. Jake uh, Neighbors is on that top power play that is actually good now. So um, there's even more possibility for Jake Neighbors to uh, t- to mix in there. So uh, give me St. Louis too as my top stack uh, for value purposes.
0: Okay. I will go with um, the deno the, no, the and either more Arvidsson. It doesn't really matter to me which one's in. Um, I'm going to assume it's going to be more. Uh, I, I love that line, and I think that's going to get very, very overlooked. The, the power of play correlation is a bit concerning, but I think they can definitely handle whatever matchup they get put up against at five-on-five, five, and I'm, not, I'm just not too nervous about I mean, i I, I got to assume that's going to be matched up with the top line in Forsberg. I want to come off this already because they're home. Holy shit. I want to go um- back i'm sorry dj i was just
1: i was just completely ignoring you so uh, you'll have to remind me what your stack is in four seconds here but the people in the discord are really mad at me for not having narratives um at my fingertips and you know missing narratives every slate whatever here we go zach Bolduke, the st louis coach was his ahl coach this season banister you know promoted after firing all that do you want to know who zach Bolduke's qmj hl coach is dj or was you know, he's, he's relevant here. You know, maybe a guy who yeah, just got it's a
0: job. Patrick Wah, There you go.
1: <laughs> Congratulations. Um, so, you
0: figured it out.
1: I mean, come on people. This is, this is perfect. Um, Bold Duke against his juniors coach and the assistant coach. Cause uh, Wah poached someone with them on the bench. That was a whole thing too. Um, and then banisters. So there we go. Uh, I feel good about that. What was your second stack?
0: You know, I was—I was, I was actually—I'm—I'm gonna—I'm gonna go back on it a little bit. I'm gonna—I'm gonna ask you. I was going with the the note line, whether it be with what would be a narrative in Arvidsson if he plays, uh, but more than likely the more Fiala. And then I'm thinking—I mean, they're gonna get matched up with the O'Reilly line. I mean, I don't know if that even scares me really though. Um, or do I go with the Kempe, Le, uh, Ferriere, Kopitar? I just hate playing Kopitar, but. I don't I'm blame you, but
1: LeFarrier is, is yeah. awfully fun. If there's a power play job for him, which I think there is without Arvidsson, 2,900 is awesome.
0: Yeah, give me one last second. Let me just look at the second power play. I, I think that might just be right. Um, no, it was Clark, DeBois, no, Elliott. You, know. um, I mean, you could just do DeBois, Byfield again for your savings. Maybe i will do that. I'll just, I-, I mean, all three sound good to me. Like I, it's hard. I, I, you know what? Let's do Kopitar, Kempe, um, Leferier. Let Let's do it. Let's Let's not up. Awesome. Um,
1: I was actually looking at the other end of that game. So, uh, Nashville won really? for me, but it um,
0: and yeah, they work together. Um, like I was saying, because Dino's is going to be against it. So if I don't play the Dino line, it's like oh, Nashville one dominates, and then who goes over the boards? Kempe. Kempe hat trick. I mean, we we just built a shipper.
1: I, I mean, that's what we there. do here at the Moinescape Pod. We we build shippers. Yep, so we did not steal that from anyone. All right. Um, yep. guarantee goals and let's get out of here.
0: All right. Let me pull that up. Um, you have? Let me. Let me. I want to make sure I'm writing it down so I remember tomorrow. Uh, last time didn't happen. Do you have anything?
1: Um, I. Okay, so I mean, I technically don't, I guess, but uh, I will go Matthew Kachuk, seventy-seven hundred.
0: Okay. I'll go, I'll go with Nico. He's here. I think you made a pretty good case for like, and again, like it's not going to be overlooked in DFS circles, but I don't think the sports book's going to catch up to it because he actually is being utilized in a role in the power play to shoot. Um, I don't know what his goal odds are at the top of my head, but I don't hate the matchup. It's not going to be the highest total goal odds aren't there, but I think he's going to be, you know, fourth on the list, maybe uh, third or fourth. So I'm fine with that. I'll take Nico. He's at whatever his price is. I'm going to figure that out. And now I'll find my other guy. And I hopefully stall long up saying nothing to get you a chance to make another selection.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm torn between, um, so I am torn between Burakovsky and Cody glass and Niels Hoaglander. All of those feel like reasonable plays. Um, I don't even think we mentioned Hoglander, but obviously that matchup's a bit flat in Vancouver, Seattle um, glass doesn't really pair well with the lines I picked. So uh, let's do Andre Burakovsky. Um, you know, again, he's on that power play. He's correlated with his line mates. I th- 3k is obviously too cheap if he can stay healthy if he can give if he can build chemistry we know that he's got a dfs profile that could propel him into the 5k range easily um so i love getting him at 3k when he's seemingly figuring it out as far as putting pucks on goal Mm -hmm.
0: um yeah, the, the guy that stands out in my range uh, is, is definitely Wyatt Johnson, but Johnston, but I'll I'll go with I'll go with Martin Uh well no, Game Stack. I don't want a game stack. I don't want to do two guys from the same game I don't really like. Uh well yeah, Raquel. I'll do Raquel. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but that, that that I just went down two seconds longer. There he is. I'm like, what other teams would be popular that's not in a bad spot? There he is. So Kishir, Raquel, the Chuck Burkowski guaranteed a stone cold blocks. don't even think about it and that's guaranteed by matt so everything you bet, Matt's backing up thank you matt for backing up everyone's bets uh okay this is not financial advice and i don't mean that
1: anything else you want to say thank you for saying that um mike i can't afford to pay out even one ten dollar uh loss at this point um given i don't think my wednesday is gonna go
0: great um system like took all your money <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm I'm busy trying to pay back Sisma for uh you know just sh- sending him 200k uh 500 bucks at a time. Uh, anyway, uh, that'll do it for us. Um, if you got through the end of this marathon and still haven't read my sleep reviews from Monday Tuesday, please go do that. Links in the description on the Twitter. Blah blah blah. We covered it. Um, follow us on Twitter yeah. at Onescape Pod.
0: Subscribe to also. the the thing. Yeah. Um, I, no. I love getting those notifications. I get every one of them on my phone, and every one of them makes me just just a little bit happier. Um, so keep doing that, make me happy. And I will give away my Rasmus for autograph autographed Buffalo Sabres picture at a thousand subscribers. We're like 900 away, we're almost to 100, I think. I actually, we're over 100. Nice. I don't remember what we're at. Awesome, I think we're over cool. 100. Oh, actually, I don't know the number. I get, I literally every time I look at YouTube, I have like a couple, and it again makes me very happy.
1: Yeah, well um and then you get obviously sidetracked to uh like the hot naked yoga um anyway
0: uh okay, okay. first off yes i do
1: and pokemon yeah, cards you're right cards, no, you're right
0: of course you know i just i don't want to buy them i just want to watch people open <laughs> cards sometimes you know and i and i've no, watched some sports ones and i'm just like i don't know like it looks cool but i'm like i don't really know what's valuable here but like yeah, sometimes you just go on a nostalgic bender. When I was a kid, I absolutely no, I I, was... I loved it. I was on, on a run of, spend hundreds of... dollars.
1: I was on a run of never playing Madden. Like, I don't play Madden, but I watched Madden, like, Mutt uh, card openings um, for, I don't know, a couple years ago for, like, a year. I don't know. Just, just loved it. Um, anyway, I get it uh i'm at fake Moves on twitter dj's at dj underscore mitchell 94 dm one of us if you went in on the morning skate pod discord always good conversation in there news the latest updates all that good stuff it's all free so get on in there if you are not already and thank you all for tagging along during this crazy MBL star break hopefully it was a profitable one for you if not there's plenty more like you so come join us in our misery uh dj any final words 176 subscribers. Way more than I thought. Holy crap. We're, we're on the road. Rasmus Lion and better be signing some more uh, photos when we get to 3,000. Alright. Uh, he was right down the road from me here in Philly. So uh, I'll go, I'll go hit him up. Anyway. This plane has careened into a mountain. So with all that said, thank you all for listening. From Doug, from DJ, from myself, have good sleep, everybody? We will see you